0: You're listening to Episode 71 of Daughters on Fire with Robin Arab and Melissa Burton. In today's episode, we're going to explore the feelings that you get when you're in those early stages of dementia, and you feel just as confused by the symptoms and the behaviors as your loved one who's going through it. It's during this time where you start to really scratch your head and you're wondering, hmm, what's going on? Is it me? Is this normal? Am I the one who has something wrong? Or am I seeing something that I need to be more conscientious of and maybe start to be prepared for? So stay tuned as Robin and I dig into navigating this confusing time.
1: Are you stressed, burned out, and looking for answers as you care for an aging parent?
0: If you are, this podcast is for you. Here you will receive actionable advice from seasoned professionals, validation and compassion for the incredibly tough job you are doing and most importantly supportive love from a community of like-minded warriors you're not alone
1: join this powerful community as we support you on your complicated journey and help you transform into an empowered and calmer caregiver
0: all right welcome back for another information-filled episode You're going to kick us off today, Robin. What are we talking about?
1: Well, I'm going to take us back way back to the beginning when we used to talk about, is it normal?
0: Mm, And is it normal segment? Yay!
1: So that's (laughs) where I want to start today. And I want to talk about your loved one has now been diagnosed with dementia Mm -hmm. and it may be early stages, but all of a sudden you start thinking, is it me? Do I have dementia? Did mm-hmm. I say that? What happened? So let's talk about that a little bit about the feelings and the reality of all of that, Melissa. Yes.
0: Well, it's funny. Um, a couple of episodes ago, you all heard me go down a rabbit hole of confusion. <laughs> I think this plays right into it, right, Robin? It's like, don't, don't go back and listen to that episode, truly. Like, it's very confusing. But I think it that what I was feeling in that moment of that day was that I thought something was one way. And the person who I thought had dementia, we were on two different planes. And it, it, it was like, it was like the twilight zone. Let's just right. say it like that. It was like the twilight zone. Like who is right? Like your sense of, is it me? You can be really shaken in that moment. And I hear this a lot with my clients too, where they're like, they get tricked by the disease all the time.
1: Absolutely. And we've talked many, many times on this podcast about how you take somebody with dementia to the doctor and they act totally normal and the doctor doesn't think anything's wrong. And you're thinking, okay, now do they think I'm crazy? Do they Mm -hmm. think I'm the one with dementia? Mm -hmm. So it, it, it is a little bit questioning and especially in those early stages, because they can talk out anything they want to and Mm -hmm. sound very reasonable. and, And that's, Often we talk about bringing your team, your family in and let them stay overnight to really see what's going on. Because a lot of times there's that period where it's all just sounds perfect and they sound like their old selves and and things like that.
0: Do you have an example, like a story of that when that's happened?
1: You know, um, I don't know if I've shared this before or not, but it was, it was scary. My mom had a stack of savings bonds and she banked at the same bank over and over. And she came back and told me the same story repeatedly, word for word, verbatim. She went through the whole scenario that she handed this man her bonds and he's never given them back. And apparently she had been going back and forth to the, to the bank asking for the bonds. And the guy kept saying, you never gave them to me went through this whole thing. And um, at that time, my sister was there and I had actually, I was on vacation. So this is a whole other podcast we need to talk about. But I was on vacation and they called me. I was in Mexico and said, there's a situation with the bonds. We can't figure it out. So I called my sister, told her exactly where to go to look for the bonds. She couldn't find them. So now I'm panicked thinking mom has really given the bonds to this gentleman. So we go back and forth. Turns out I end up flying up to Pennsylvania and find the bonds exactly in the spot where I said they were. Mm. However, this, she would tell the story repeatedly and I went to the bank and we actually uh, were to the point of, would we need to call the police then? because we weren't sure and the poor gentleman he was so nervous and so upset because he knew he hadn't done this but that she did have some sort of memory disorder and it just went round and round but he he questioned it I questioned it because she was just so convincing with the story and it ended up that we had the bonds and it was all taken care of and what had actually happened is he had given her a sheet of paper Listing all the bonds, mm. and in her mind, he gave her that in lieu of the bonds. The bonds.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, but it was it, it was a surreal period of time. That who's telling the truth? Who's the demented one here? Because she knows. She sounds like she knows
0: what she's talking about. Hmm. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. I mean. I'm just thinking, like I said, of of so many times people, the move, I think people often question the move. They've been living in a situation that's getting more and more precarious, more and more stressful, you know, um, where the safety, the the stress of everybody involved is just deteriorating day by day by day. But then when they go to make that move, they're like, are they, should they move? Should they, are they appropriate to be in a facility because they can carry on a conversation. They can, they can sit here and talk about a game that a football game that happened on TV last week and know the details, but then they don't know how to turn a sink off. Right. (laughs) And so it's like, how can you compute that? How can you have that be the same person? How can somebody who can remember in this weird silo, a sports event statistic, and yet not know the executive functioning of turning a sink off? And, and so that it, it really can trick our minds quite a bit. And like you said, just in human interaction, if I was to sit here and tell you, Robin, that um I'm not going to be you know I'm not working tomorrow so you know will you take care of like the podcast or whatever Mm -hmm. and you'd be like oh yeah that's fine and then a little later I'm like well what what are we going to be talking about tomorrow (laughs) right you'd be like what (laughs) right like what but didn't you tell, you know what I mean? And, and, and it's confusing to you and you go right. into the spiral of confusion and I'm sitting there acting like nothing is wrong. Nothing is wrong at all.
1: And questioning yourself. Mm-hmm. What, mm-hmm. what did what, I hear that was, right? Maybe, right. maybe what I was wasn't listening. About. Right. Yes. Right. Those type things. And you're right. You know, when you said it comes into the move, because at that point, I believe I had taken over some of the finances, but at that point. I stepped in and took over all the finances. So it was a signal of, hey, this is going on. So I guess the, the moral or the point I'm trying to make is, even though they sound convincing, even though it sounds normal, I'm certain that there's a little something back in your head thinking, do I need to check this out? So I encourage you when you get that gut feeling, because I do believe in, in following those instincts, check it out. Because we did, if we had let that go on and on, we would have had the police, the poor man would have been in jail, you know, all these things. Right. So check it out. And then it was the reality of, hey, she can't handle these things anymore. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: She needs help with making these decisions because actually before that, the year before that she had cashed in a large amount of money and I didn't know where it came from. Had no clue. It took me a day to go through all of her papers, which thank goodness she had, which is not normal for most families. Took me a day to go through that to track that down to see where that money went. And she thought it was great. She she loved Nancy Drew and being a detective. I did not think it was great. (laughs) I was ready for this to find this large sum of money. But what had happened is Maybe she was teetering on being lucid at that point and not, but when in and made that decision. I found the papers where she signed it and agreed to it, but did she really know what she was doing? And and we're we're talking um close to a hundred thousand dollars.
0: Wow. Yeah. So
1: it wasn't just oh, we're gonna lose a hundred, two hundred dollars. So it was a, a large amount of money that she made a decision on. Yeah,
0: you know, the finances. Coming back around to the finances, um, we were talking about bills and donations last time. And it's when, when you are, and dare I say bored, but when you retire and you have lots of resources at your disposal, you've worked long and hard and you want to be altruistic, you want to still have a purpose, then I think to some degree you get... Uh, one, you want to give more. I think you do get to the point where like, I have the, the means and the money. I want to give more. And I think you also, your finances become a little bit of a hobby. You know, you might be dabbling in, oh, um, you know, the stock market and shifting things around. And I'm saying all this because it's a great way to spend your golden years, right? It's to, to do all your hard work and then to see it benefit others. But then imagine you start to get dementia, you start to decline. That's really complicated, layered financial picture going on, right? That is stuff that as you stop losing your ability to really cognitively comprehend and manage it, wow, that's a lot for somebody else to pick up and try to figure out. So, Well, and I
1: think you're right. I think that a lot of men, that's what they do. Mm-hmm. That's how they entertain themselves after retirement. And you're you, you are absolutely right. Who's checking up? Mm-hmm. You know, if my husband was doing that, I wouldn't be able to go behind and, and figure out his trading situation.
0: Mm-hmm. And as me, I'm a little bit of a minimalist. So I'm trying to <laughs> simplify my life, you know, but but very I don't think there are very many people out there that want to simplify their financial life as much as I do. So then I'm thinking... <laughs> you know, if I'd have to, if, when I do have to step in for my parents and I've seen their financial picture a little bit, it's, it's, a, it, it's more than what I personally like to see as far as managing finances. So then I'm stepping outside of my comfort zone and it's, it's, it's overwhelming in and of that because I, I would do it differently. Well, and, and right now I, all I can do is, is Bear witness, observe, right? Be right. like. And my dad is starting to let me come in and see things. I'm not. Um, I'm aware, but I'm not taking over yet. But it is. It's. It's more complicated than I would. <laughs> I prefer, but I can't control that. I can't control that. I just have to be aware, and look at it, and know that this is the time I can get that information as best I can.
1: Something that you said when you said he. Is slowly letting you in. So you're buying into everything he's telling you right now because he's educating you. But if there is dementia present that you're not aware of and he's telling you these things, that goes back to am I the one that has dementia? Because last week you told me to move this one, this week you're telling me not to move it. So it does go back and forth. So it's really a part of that investigation and you know, back to educate 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 yourself and mm-hmm. you know your parents are very forward thinking in that they're allowing you into their finances because a lot of older folks don't and that was just their generation you don't share that with your children you don't share that information with anybody and i've had people that till a week before somebody passed away they had no idea if there was a funeral to be paid for anything, they had, you know, so it's, it's scary. It's information that you need to find out. It does feel maybe a little bit intrusive. And maybe um, you've got to play that game of detective of, do they have the dementia? Do I have the dementia? Does nobody have dementia? You know, Mm -hmm.
0: what, what am I learning? Is it the truth? Yeah, it is. It is very tricky. It's very confusing. And I don't know, would you say, Robin, that you've observed that people who are higher income earners or have more net wealth tend to be more guarded with their finances?
1: Yes, I I would agree with that 100%. And I think some of that might be that they were the hard workers, maybe the self-made person, and they've come up through the years and they've created wealth and there's always that fear that you're going to lose it or your children are going to try and take it away from you or for whatever reason you lose control. They're like a
0: mark. Somebody's going to try to victimize them. And yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. I do see that.
0: Tricky stuff, people, tricky stuff. It is. You got to get on your toes. There's no perfect answer to this. It's, but I, I would say at the end of the day, step back, be mindful. If you've been, if you're confused, Don't just assume that you're right. That was my point in what I learned a couple weeks ago is that I wasn't right, but I was able to step back and put the pieces of the puzzle together and see what was going on. Somebody with dementia cannot step back and put the pieces of the puzzle together. So trust that if you're able to question the situation, if you're able to look at it and executively put it together then guess what? You're not the one with dementia.
1: Anyhow, folks, the moral of this story is to investigate. It's not you with dementia. It is your loved one. And
0: it's time to take control. All right. We'll catch you all back here again next time. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and ask that you subscribe to this podcast. If you find this podcast helpful, please leave a review so we can reach more women like you. You are not alone on your journey, and the Fire Tribe is here to support you. Check us out at DaughtersOnFire.com and our Facebook group for more support and resources. Until next time, remember, you are the fire that fuels the engine of life.